All right, uh, Matthew in Conyers, Georgia. Thanks for calling the line of fire. Hey, Dr. Brown. Thank you for taking my call today. You bet. Um, I had listened to a uh, somebody had turned me on to a uh, broadcast you did back in June, as it pertained to the dietary laws mm-hmm. and the keeping of the Torah. And I listened all the way through that broadcast, and in a friendly way, I say it, it disturbed me a lot. Um, especially the part, the part I wanted to get to was the part about how that you were talking about how that people discovered like the Hebrew roots of the Christian faith or the Jewishness of, of Jesus Christ and things like that. And um, how that a lot of people had been turned away from, from things of like joy or, or et cetera. Or Jesus. Um, and, or, or Jesus. And uh, I wanted to call in regards to you know, number one, the dietary laws. I believe that it definitely matters to God if we keep them. Um, but even more so that for about the past, I guess, 13 years of my life, I've been um, growing deeper and deeper into obedience to, to God's Torah. And um, it's had the exact opposite effect on my life and probably scores of other people that I'm acquainted with mm-hmm. that are um, very uh, avid or, or astute observers of, of of God's Torah, and yet they still accept and believe in Yeshua as the Messiah, Son of God. All right, t- tell you what, uh, let, let me ask you a question, Matthew. I, uh, yes, sir. I I rejoice in, in uh, anyone's positive experience in the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, having observed probably multiplied thousands of lives for the last 20-plus years of involvement in, in the Messianic movement, and then as this stretches over into Gentile circles, I've seen good and I've seen bad. Um, just uh, let me ask you this, though. If you're spending a lot of time trying to figure out how to observe Torah today, how does uh, just tell me, say, in your own congregation, how much emphasis is put on on outreach to the lost to declare the message of Yeshua? Uh, not not to preach Torah, but tell me tell me about your your heart for missions, your heart uh, to share the gospel with the lost. How that has deepened through observance of Torah and how it's worked its way out in your congregation? Um, I think it's it's 100% right, Dr. Brown. Um, we, we encourage that um, even more so than obedience to Torah. You know, we definitely don't believe in salvation by any works of righteousness that we've done. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're big on witnessing and missions and, and all that. So we're we're 100% with you on all of that. I'm glad to hear that. All right, tell you what, Matthew, uh, stick around through the break, and we will okay. talk this through. Uh, Jacob and Dallas, you're up next. All right, stay with us, folks. We'll have an interesting discussion here. Thanks for joining us on the Line of Fire, Michael Brown. Delighted to be with you, taking your questions on a wide range of subjects. Today, 866-34-TRUTH, 866-348-7884, or email me, askdrbrown.org. Just click Contact. Um, I'm having a discussion with Matthew in Conyers, Georgia, about obedience to Torah uh, today, uh, dietary laws. Uh, let me ask this, Matthew. Yes, in, in your view... If a Christian, let's say a Gentile Christian, mm-hmm. is not observing the dietary laws, is that person sinning against God? Yes, I do believe so. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's the thing that's terribly dangerous, Matthew. Um, 
in well, my view, and that's what what brings people into uh, into bondage and, and confusion. Uh, here, here's the thing: all all of God's law, like in Psalm 119, verse 45, the psalmist David said, "I will walk at liberty because I seek thy precepts." And part of those precepts was Leviticus 11, Deuteronomy 14. And but, but, I don't see a dichotomy between believing in Yeshua and believing in the Torah, because Yeshua taught the Torah, and he taught us in Matthew 5.19 that anybody that teaches people to break even the least of the commandments and does so in his own life will be called least in the kingdom. Right, okay, so, no so here's, here's my problem. Uh, again, Matthew, it's massively inconsistent. Uh, aside from the fact that, that there are verses clearly in the New Testament that tell us that the Torah was given for a certain purpose, and and when you get into Galatians 3, we're no longer under that supervision. Uh, aside from that, okay, let's. I just happen to open in the Torah to Deuteronomy 23. Uh, no one whose testes are crushed, whose member is cut off, shall be admitted into the congregation of the Lord. So if someone had crushed testicles, they're not allowed to come into the congregation. Do you enforce that in your congregation? Well, we would have to discuss what is meant by congregation there in the Hebrew text. I don't believe it's talking about a church service. No, the assembly the, the, among among the 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 the, uh, the people to be be reckoned in, in the assembly. But but see the very fact that you oh, okay and and you're going to stone a disobedient stone to death a disobedient rebellious teenager. I believe in that. I do. Now I don't believe in, in enforcing capital punishment on a personal level. I think it has to be done on a governmental theocratic level. But they should be stoned to I, death. I do. Absolutely. I right, believe so, that, yeah. Matthew, you're in serious error. You're do you believe in capital error. punishment, you, you Dr. Brown? Matthew? Do I'm you believe in capital punishment? For the benefit of other listeners, you're in serious error, and you're going in the wrong direction, and you do not understand the purpose of the Torah, nor the purpose of grace, nor why God gave certain laws to Israel that he gave, and you're, you're on a dangerous trajectory. <laughs> do you believe in capital punishment, sir? Under certain circumstances, if a life is taken, potentially. So potentially. you don't think that somebody that sheds man's blood should have his blood shed per potentially. Genesis 9? I'm, I'm fully aware of that. Potentially. The question is, we often don't have perfect uh, legal enforcement. And, mm -hmm. and that person should forfeit their life. Could be life in prison without the possibility of parole. Could be capital punishment. But because often we have wrong convictions and wrong evidence, and you find out it's an innocent person because we can't perfectly enforce it, that's why I say possibly. If we knew for certain that the person was guilty, certainly they forfeit their life either through life in prison without parole or um, or through uh, capital punishment. I mean, look, if you want to go back to, to all I'm saying. slavery I'm... and so on, look, there, <laughs> if you want to go back to laws that even require polygamy. Are, are you familiar with Psalm 119? I'm perfectly. Matthew, mm -hmm. here's, let's get real simple. You were telling... Folks, Gentile believers, if they don't keep the dietary laws, they're in sin. And you're saying that the government should be putting to death disobedient and rebellious teenagers. You're in serious error, okay? I, I need to get to some other callers, but you're in serious error, and you need to meditate a lot more on the teachings of the New Testament. Thanks for calling in, though. I appreciate it. You know, friends, that, that's why it's this very type of thing that concerns me. I am absolutely all for restoring Jewish roots of the faith. I am, I am all for Jewish believers taking on their, their, their heritage and, and living, out their, uh, living out what they feel is a covenantal relationship with the Lord. I'm, I'm absolutely all for that, and I'm completely against any idea that says that a Torah law is mandatory for all believers, today, in particular for Gentile believers, to the point that we should want the government to be putting 
disobedient, rebellious teenagers to death. That's a big problem, very serious error. And you watch the trajectory of where it goes, continues to 